You are listening to the Good Day Wellness Podcast, a podcast dedicated to boosting your mood. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to support you on the way to calming your mind and nourishing all aspects of your life. Together, we can bridge the connection between body and mind and make every day a good day. Welcome to episode one of my very own podcast. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Goodness Me, your go-to, good-for-you, nutritionist-approved online grocery store. Enjoy 15% off using the code GOODDAY at goodnessme.com.au. I am so excited to be here doing this. It has been something that I have wanted to do for so long now, but, you know, the little voice in your head tells you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. So here I am. I've let go of all of that and I'm ready to do this and I'm excited to be on this journey with you all. So before we get into this episode, I thought I should do a little bit of housekeeping and let you in on how each of these episodes are going to run. So the Good Day Wellness Podcast is your one-stop mood-boosting podcast. It's all about giving you the tools, information and evidence-backed facts about how to boost your mood and help you to live your life with confidence. I want to be a source of inspiration for you and hopefully add a little bit of sunshine to your day to lift your mood and help you to feel great. Now, each episode will include a mood-boosting tip and I'll be discussing all things health, wellness, business, nutrition, lifestyle and breaking down all the things you need to know to boost your mood naturally and make every day a good day. Today's episode is one that I am really excited about because I talk about it so much on my social media, but of course I find it hard to go into detail on the socials because I can't keep rambling there for so long. But now that I've got this podcast, I can do that. So as I said, every episode is going to start with a mood boosting tip, but today's episode is basically all about a mood boosting tip. So I'm just going to get straight into it. Now, the theme of today is food and mood. So we're going to be taking a deep dive into the connection between food and mood and what foods you should be consuming more of to help you feel amazing every single day. So every bit of food we consume is made up of nutrients. Each one of these nutrients plays a vital role in our mental and our physical health. I'm sure you're very, very familiar with the saying, what you put in, you get out. That is also very true for your mental health and your physical health when it comes to your nutritional habits. So by nourishing your body with wholesome foods, you're giving your body the best chance to thrive. I want to explain the science behind it all today to help you understand it all on a deeper level and hopefully help you to kind of relate why it's so important. Now, we're going to do this in two parts. I'm going to go through the gut-brain axis and the HPA axis. We're then going to go through different sides of the hormonal aspects of all of this. And then we're going to look at certain foods that are going to help boost your neurotransmitters and help you to feel amazing. So let's get into it. We're going to start with the gut-brain connection. Now, the gut-brain connection, which is also known as the gut-brain axis, 
refers to the bidirectional communication between the gastrointestinal system, your GI, which is your gut, and the central nervous system, which is your brain. Now, this connection involves a complex network of neurons, hormones, and biochemical signaling pathways that allow the gut and the brain to influence each other's functions. I personally like to imagine this as a loop that goes from your gut to your brain and all the way back around again. So imagine that, um, so imagine a Christmas tree, it's Christmas time, and I'm sure you've probably seen it in a movie, but people set up those trains that go around the Christmas tree and they just keep going around and around and around. Basically, that's what this connection is from your gut to your brain. It continues to loop around and go back and forth. So this gut-brain connection has a huge influence over physiological and psychological processes, including moods, emotions, and your cognitive function. So the gut produces and releases many of the same neurotransmitters and hormones found in the brain, such as serotonin, dopamine, GABA, and cortisol. Now, aside from cortisol, all the others are your really happy, feel-good neurotransmitters. About 90 to 95% of the body serotonin, which is known as your happiness hormone, is actually found and produced in your gut. Now, these neurotransmitters not only influence digestive processes, but also play a crucial role in regulating your emotional well-being. The gut is home to trillions, like trillions with a T, of bacteria, collectively known as the gut microbiota or microbiome. These bacteria play a pivotal role in your digestion and your metabolism. So basically your gut is crucial for a happy and healthy mood and your dietary choices play a major role in determining the health of your gut microbiome. So the foods we eat can influence the composition and the diversity of the gut microbiome. A diet rich in fiber and prebiotics, which is found in your fruits and your veggies and your whole grains, and of course, all of your macro and your micronutrients can support the growth of the beneficial bacteria, which we need in the gut. These bacteria in turn produce metabolites that can have neuroactive effects and potentially improve mood and also have a huge impact on the production of neuro transmitters. So reducing inflammation and providing your brain with basically what it needs to thrive and function. So basically, if you're not giving your gut the right nutrients that it needs to support your gut microbiome, it's really going to struggle to function optimally when it comes to both physical and mental health. So that's basically the gut-brain axis. Now I'm going to go into the HPA axis. And I also just quickly want to mention here that the gut-brain axis and the HPA axis are two very, very complex and diverse systems. So, you know, I could go on all day to try and break them down for you. But what my mission here is to try and do it as simply as possible and really just get to the point. Now, if there are little gaps and there are little things that you want to learn more about, then please feel free to send me a DM or send me an email and we can go further into it. But what I'm trying to do today is make it as simple and as easy to understand. Okay, let's get into the HPA axis. Now, the HPA axis is short for 
It's a mouthful. Hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's a complex neuroendocrine system in the body that plays a crucial role in regulating the body's response to stress. So the HPA axis is made up of three major components, which include the hypothalamus, which is a part of your brain, the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands, which are located above your kidneys. Now, they release hormones into the bloodstream, including the stress hormone cortisol. Too much cortisol in the blood and in the body can lead to a lot of issues, including lots of different mood dysregulations over a really long period of time. So basically what this does is it pumps your stress hormones into your body. And I'm sure as you can imagine, if that's happening for significant periods of time and you're not eating the right nutrients to counteract that, it's going to be really, really hard for your body to find equilibrium or balance to help it maintain a happy and healthy body and mind. So I did just speak about the gut-brain axis, but basically the HPA and the gut-brain are pretty intertwined and interconnected. So once again, your gut health is going to play a really big role in nourishing and maintaining a balanced HPA axis. Basically, when we are constantly in a state of stress and overwhelm, the HPA is working in overdrive and releasing way too much cortisol, which is your stress hormone, into your body. And this has major, major impacts on our mood. So food plays a really big role in this because... As I have already mentioned, the consumption of certain nutrients, such as your vitamins and your minerals and your fatty acids, they all support the proper function of every single one of the systems in our body. They reduce inflammation, they support the production of other feel-good neurotransmitters, and they just balance out your stress hormones. So food is crucial. Basically, what I am saying is that food is so important when it comes to supporting and maintaining each and every single one of your body's function. They all play a vital role in how you think and how you feel. So without the right nutrients, you can't just expect your body to function at a high level because it's going to be missing all the key ingredients. So if you think of food and your health as a puzzle... Basically, nutrition and nutrients are the pieces of that puzzle, and they're going to kind of build everything up and make sure there's no gaps and everything is put together perfectly. So without little bits and pieces, it's really, really going to struggle. So the right foods in your diet really do make up the foundations of your mood. I hope that this breakdown of the gut-brain axis and the HPA axis just gets you thinking a little bit deeper about how certain foods can make you feel and why they may be making you feel that way. You know, I feel like this is where that disconnection comes between our mood and our food because we kind of eat things and we forget about it and we pay no attention. But I hope that what this podcast episode does is it gets you thinking a little more. Every time you put something in your body, 30 minutes later, how are you feeling? Are you feeling energized? Are you feeling sluggish? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling happy? And then think back, okay, what's I eat? You know, if you're starting your day and you're having a big bowl of Fruit Loops and a big coffee with two sugars, and then half an hour later, you're feeling really sluggish and you're feeling irritated and you're feeling a bit anxious, your food that you consumed 
has something to do with that. It plays a massive role in what we just talked about, your gut-brain axis, the production of your neurotransmitters, how much cortisol you have pumping in your body, your blood sugar levels, all of these things make a huge difference. So just start thinking about all of these things. That's that's what I hope you can do. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all the best foods that you should be eating more of to nourish your body and mind so you can boost your mood and feel good because that's why we're here, right? Now, I just want to mention here that we're not looking for perfection and I'm never going to tell you not to eat certain things and stay away from certain foods because that's just not going to happen and that's not practical. It's also not sustainable. We live in a Western world, a lot of us, and, you know, just completely cutting things out and not enjoying the things that we sometimes enjoy, it's not going to happen. So it's all about finding balance and making that decision and thinking, okay, what should I be having most of the time? What should I be incorporating into my diet for the majority? And what can I look at maybe having occasionally? And, you know, it's just about making those choices and learning to listen to your body because what What works for you isn't necessarily going to work for me and that's okay because your body is unique to you. So really start thinking about that. Now, I'm going to start with omega-3 fatty acids because if there was one food or one supplement that I could get everyone to take, it would be a really high quality omega-3 supplement or rich food. Now, this form of fat is so integral to maintaining a healthy brain and nourishing your mood. Omega-3 actually increases the blood flow in the brain, which in turn leads to better cognitive function, better moods and memory and it actually just protects your brain. Now, not only that, but omega-3 fatty acids are so important for reducing and fighting inflammation in the body. Chronic inflammation can affect the balance of neurotransmitters in the brain. Inflammation can disrupt the balance of hormones in the body, including those involved in the stress response and mood regulation. So, for example, increased inflammation can affect the HPA axis, leading to altered and higher levels of cortisol, which can really influence your mood and your stress response. And, of course, inflammation really messes up your gut microbiome, so it really just causes havoc on your body. And, yeah, we need to do everything we can to reduce it. So food is a great place to start. Now, I'll go through some of my favorite sources of omega-3 fatty acids and um, where you can get them from. So, of course, the first one is fatty fish. So fatty, oily fish like salmon is a really good one, mackerel, sardines, anchovies, so all your little small fish. Now, of course, um, trying to get wild caught is always better, but they contain really high amounts of those omega-3 fatty acids. They're also a really great source of protein as well. Next up, we've got things like nuts and seeds. So your chia seeds, your flax seeds, and your raw nuts, all really good. Then we've got our avocado. Who doesn't love a good avocado on toast? And then good quality oils. Now, this is a really big one because it's so easy to opt for cheaper oils, but They are in everything and they do make your food taste so much better and they have a big influence. So things like extra virgin olive oil, um, coconut oil, avocado oil, all really good sources. If you could do your best to avoid things like your vegetable oils and your seed oils because they are pro-inflammatory, that's the best way to go. Now I'm going to move on to 
antioxidant-rich foods. Antioxidants are compounds that help neutralise harmful molecules called free radicals. Free radicals can damage cells, including your brain cells. So by reducing oxidative stress, antioxidants help protect the brain cells from damage and support their proper function. Antioxidants such as vitamin C and E are involved in the synthesis and production of neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, GABA, nonepinephrine, all those feel-good ones that we love to talk about. And of course, antioxidants play a really big role, again, in reducing inflammation in the body. So Antioxidants are a lot more well-known, so I will go through some of my favourites. Now, of course, the very well-known and humble berries at the top of the list. So this is strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, all of those berries. They're all really, really good. And they're so easy to eat and to add in a lot of dishes. Um, dark leafy green vegetables. This is a must. So if you're not having a serving of dark leafy green veggies a day, I challenge you to start doing that because as well as being really anti inflammatory. They also contain really good amounts of, you know, your vitamin C, your vitamin E and minerals like magnesium and folate. They're kind of like a superfood in a way. So this is stuff like kale, spinach and Swiss chard. They're all really, really good sources of your dark leafy greens. Um, Next up is orange foods. Now, don't get me confused here. I'm not talking about cheesels. I am talking about real foods like pumpkin and sweet potato, apricots, carrots, and then your red foods like capsicum and and berries and cherries, all of those things. Now, they all contain a really powerful antioxidant called beta carotene, and that is so good at reducing inflammation in the body. So look for color. That's a really good thing to do when you're shopping, when you're going to your grocer. Look for things that are really bright and colorful. And you're going to be happy to know that on this list is chocolate, which is one of my favorite mood boosting foods. Now, a really good dark chocolate, so something between 70-80% cacao, is so rich in antioxidants. It's so rich in so many other mood boosting nutrients. It's really, really great, super highly anti-inflammatory, and of course, it tastes good. Who doesn't love chocolate? So, you know, making something like a dark chocolate, hot chocolate, is a really good way to kind of add in a bit of a mood boosting food into your day. Now, another good little tip, I know I mentioned looking for color, but looking for foods with little tiny seeds in them. So things like capsicum, you know, all your berries have little seeds, things like kiwi fruits and pomegranates. Those little tiny seeds are really good indications of a high amount of antioxidants in that food. So try and use that tip next time you're shopping. It might help you out. Now, next up, we have protein. Protein plays a crucial role in boosting your mood. If I could tell you right now to make one dietary change that would change your mood, I would tell you to make sure you are increasing the amount of protein and making sure you're actually having protein in every single meal of the day. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That is going to have significant changes on your mood. The amino acids that make up protein are essential building blocks of your neurotransmitters. So tryptophan, which is an amino acid, supports serotonin production, and tyrosine 
supports dopamine production. Each of these amino acids are derived from good quality sources of protein. Now, protein also gives your body quite a stable and slow energy release, which can actually balance out your blood sugar levels and prevent those massive highs and lows that you can get um, when you eat sugary foods, which lead to a lot of mood dysregulation. So blood sugar levels is crucial when it comes to balancing your mood because if our blood sugar levels are constantly going up and down, up and down, that leads to so much anxiety because we kind of, we want to balance things out. You know, if you're eating something really, really high in sugar and you haven't broken your fast yet, your blood sugar levels are going to spike and then they're going to come right down. Having something like protein in each of your meals, a good quality source of protein, helps to really stabilize that blood sugar level. So it's a really, really good way to kind of opt for more of a consistent and regulated blood sugar mood blood sugar levels and mood. Now, my favorite sources of protein, of course, you've got all your lean sources of protein. So that's your chicken, your beef, your turkey, your lamb, all of those great things. And then um, eggs. Eggs are such a great source of protein. They're highly versatile and they're kind of like a superfood because within an egg, they contain so many other vitamins and minerals as well. Now, fish and seafood, also really great. Legumes and beans, Quinoa and whole grains. Quinoa is a really great source of protein, especially when you're looking at a vegan or vegetarian diet. Now, basically what makes protein protein is that it contains nine essential amino acids. So when it doesn't, when a food doesn't contain all nine of those essential amino acids, it's an incomplete protein meaning that it's going to be lacking a few bits and pieces here and there. Quinoa is a complete protein. And a lot of other vegan and vegetarian sources of protein aren't actually complete. So, you know, if you're following a vegan or vegetarian diet, adding something like quinoa to bulk up your meals is a really, really good way to make sure you're getting a complete protein. It's also a source of carbs and it's also got other vitamins and minerals in there. So it's a bit of a superfood, actually. Um, and then you've got your other vegan sources like tofu and tempeh, all really, really good. Now, since we're on the topic of protein, which is a macronutrient, I also just want to stress the importance of all of your macronutrients in regards to mood. Now, we have touched on fats and we have touched on proteins, but carbohydrates are just equally as important. Carbs are your friend, people. So complex carbohydrates, which are wholesome and minimally processed, are your brain's preferred source of fuel and energy. They provide you with a quick and stable source of energy. And carbs have lots of other benefits as well when it comes to your hormone health, your mood regulation. So it's always really good to aim for a balanced plate. Now, when I get asked, how do I portion my meals? What do I look for? What does my plate need to look like? Always start with the foundations. And the foundations are a portion of carbohydrates, a small portion of fats, and a portion of protein. Once you have all of your three um, macronutrients on the plate, then you add in all the other little bits and pieces. But starting there is a great place to make sure you're ticking off all your requirements for you know, your macronutrients and then moving on from there. Now, the last point I'm going to touch on is your herbs and your spices. I think herbs and spices are not talked about enough when it comes to their health benefits. And they're kind of used very, you know, minimally in dishes, but they are so powerful and 
can be used in so many different ways, which is what makes them so great. Herbs and spices have been used for centuries for their medicinal and healing properties. They contain so many anti-inflammatory properties. They are rich in antioxidants. They have calmative and relaxing effects on the brain, and they can regulate your blood sugar levels to support a healthy gut microbiome as well. So they're essentially doing all of the things that we've just touched on, you know, when we talked about the gut and the um, HPA axis and all the other anti-inflammatory things, they basically can do it all. Now, the best thing about them is that they can be used in almost every single thing you make. They can be used as a marinade, as a key ingredient, a garnish. They can be steeped in teas, um, added to smoothies. There's lots of possibilities. So you can find a way to use them. They're also really easy to grow at home. I mean, not like I seem to have any success growing any kind of herb or vegetable at home, but I've heard it's very easy. Um, And some herbs and spices that you can start adding to your foods include, I'm going to go through my favorites because there is so many and we could be here all day talking about them, but I'm going to list some of the most commonly used ones. So first up is turmeric. Turmeric contains a very, very potent anti-inflammatory nutrient called curcumin. Now, this has been used for centuries as an anti-inflammatory and it's really It's got so many mood-boosting benefits to it, including all of those anti-inflammatory benefits. So if you're using turmeric, then you also need to use a nutrient such as black pepper or coconut oil to make it bioavailable. By saying that, what I mean is making something bioavailable means that you're making it easier for your body to break it down and use it and disperse it to all other areas of your body. So turmeric is a great one. Chamomile is next up. Now, chamomile has mild sedative properties and is commonly used to promote relaxation and alleviate stress. So I love to have a chamomile tea before bed. It's a great way for me to relax and just calm my body and my nervous system. Cinnamon. Now, cinnamon has been known to actually help regulate blood sugar levels and it also provides a really comforting flavor and aroma. Now, That's another great power of herbs and spices is the aromas that they give off. It's actually that that has a benefit within itself as well. So another reason why we love them. Ginger. Now, ginger is really known for its um, benefits on the immune system. You know, it's really anti-inflammatory. It can support your digestive health. So many amazing things. If you're feeling really nauseous, ginger is the way to go. Really good around PMS and all of those that time of the month. And saffron. Now, personally, I don't use a lot of saffron because it is so bloody expensive, but it's actually been studied for its potential to improve mood and reduce symptoms of depression. So if you can afford to get your hands on some saffron, then I highly suggest it. And rosemary. Now, rosemary contains compounds that may support cognitive function and brain health. Honestly, I could go on all day and no matter what herb or spice you threw at me, I guarantee there is a benefit there. So if you're looking at, you know, getting in the kitchen and getting a bit more creative, what I suggest you do is start using more herbs and spices. Not only do they pack a punch when it comes to nutrients and benefits, but they pack a punch of flavor and they can take any boring meal and turn it into something really delicious and exciting. So get cooking with herbs, guys. And of course, the last one, I know I said that was the last one, but I just want to quickly touch on this one. And it is 
water. Hydration. Hydration is key. I will go more into this in another episode, but seriously, it is the simplest and probably one of the most effective things that you can do to maintain a healthy body and mind. Now, your brain reacts significantly to even the slightest amount of dehydration. So, you know, some of the symptoms that are associated with dehydration are actually very similar to those that are felt when you're anxious. So it's really common to get the two confused. Now, like I said, I'm going to go into this a lot more in another episode. But yeah, if you're not drinking at least two liters of water a day, you need to think, okay, what am I doing and how can I increase my water intake? Because it is super, super important. Now, in the Good Day Wellness Journal, I have done my absolute best to make it super easy for you to start and stick to all of these good habits. So I've got meal planning agendas in there. I've put in daily checkpoints and accountability sections every single month to kind of see where you're at. Now, I did this because I really want to give you the best possible chance at sticking to your healthy habits and routines. I personally find it really, really satisfying and motivating when I can look back and see where I've ticked off my goals and have somewhere to keep me accountable. It's really important. So it also keeps me moving forward as well. So, you know, if you're finding that you can't stick to something and you want to implement all of these great things that we're going to talk about during this podcast, then make sure that you are using those sections in the Good Day Journal because they are there to help you stick to all this stuff. Okay. That is all for today, my friends. So I just want to say another big thank you to today's episode sponsor, Goodness Me, your go-to nutritionist approved online grocery store. Stock up on all natural pantry staples, snacks, supplements, home and beauty products using the code GOODDAY and get 15% off your first order. Buy better, eat better, feel better with goodness me. I'm going to link all of that for you in today's show notes so you can use that discount and honestly go check it out. Anyone that follows me knows how much of a fan I am of of goodness me. They have everything that you will need in your house and on your body there. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. And I'm so excited to be doing this with you and going on this new journey in my business with you. It's going to be great. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could please leave a a review, like it and comment and leave me a five-star rating, please, because that is what it's going to help me grow and reach more people and I'm going to keep the content coming. So stay tuned. Sending lots of love to you all. Mwah.